0: Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. I'm your host and the spender, Michael Dickey. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with their finances and in debt up to their eyeballs, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Jennifer McDermott is the consumer advocate at personal finance comparison website finder.com. She has more than 12 years experience under her belt in the finance lifestyle and travel industries where she's analyzed consumer trends. Jennifer is passionate about breaking down complex themes and providing actionable advice that empowers people to make better decisions about their money. Jennifer, welcome and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Mike.
0: You're welcome. Well, so, you know, I, I just want to dive right in because I'm really excited about having you on today, because the topic of today and what we're going to be talking about is is something that I think everyone wants, and that is, how can you make more money, Um because today, more than ever, it's it's there's so many different ways, and we have so much access to finding a side hustle that fits everyone's lifestyle and personality to make that extra money. So, I want to talk to you about kind of what you've seen, what you see, and and let's uh, you know help people find the right um, side hustle for them.
1: Sure, sounds good.
0: So let's start with I think. Because maybe some people know there are different ways you can make extra money, especially using online tools. But in your experience, what are some of the biggest reasons why you actually see people starting to actually get side hustles?
1: Sure. There are so many different reasons um, that people do take on side hustles, and they they really vary. So some of the the main reasons, um, people might have a business idea that they want to get off the ground um, but keep the security of their full-time job and the salary that that comes with it. So they want to float that idea and and see if it actually has legs. Mm. Um, Another reason um, might be to provide flexibility that their lifestyle circumstances require. So this could be um, a new parent. It could be someone that's gone back to to study or someone who is in school. Um, So a side hustle allows them to to earn money whilst, um, you know, doing other things um, they have in their life. Um, another reason is to fulfill a passion project. It could just be something they're very interested in. They may not get, um, that much fulfilment at work, or we've also seen a lot of retirees who, you know, have gone from working really, really hard their whole lives, and then suddenly to stop, and they're they're missing. Um, they might not have realised that they're missing that fulfilment they got from, you know, earning a wage, and so they take on a side hustle that allows them to still enjoy retirement, but but get a little bit of extra money and um, that fulfilment. And then the last reason I think that this is the reason that's probably the most common. It's um, necessary. People feel it's necessary to have a side hustle to to earn um, extra money, to make ends meet, to to put as much as possible into their retirement plans, to pay off debt. Whatever the reason, it's uh, making ends meet reason for having a side hustle.
0: Yeah, definitely. We you know we see that all the time. You know, in our financial coaching practice, that people just get an extra side hustle, a couple extra hours a week, and that. Extra money because they have such li- you know little wiggle room in their cash flow and their budget mm-hmm. that that is going to help them either make ends meet like you said or it's just extra money that they can put towards debt or put towards the, a financial goal that they have and they can work hard at a side hustle for a little bit and um, you know and and sacrifice if you will your time but for that extra mm-hmm. money and you, you're going to reach your goals a lot faster so exactly I think you know those are a lot of things that people um, don't realize especially if you, I, I really thought that I never thought about retirees getting a side hustle because maybe they don't, you know, they're not really, you know, done working, but, mm-hmm. um, they don't want to work even part-time or full-time, but they just want to have a couple extra bucks in their pocket or, or something. So some side hustle activity is, is great for them. That's, that's great advice. Exactly. When, when, so you've decided that you, you want a little extra money in your pocket for whatever reason, what are some things that you should consider when you decide when, when deciding on what side hustle is best for you?
1: I really think that, it, that it should be considered as any business or job opportunity. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of factors to weigh up. So how much will it cost you to set it up? So, you know, will you need to buy a car? Will you need to have a separate office space? And with those costs, how are you planning to fund it? I mean, we always recommend that people don't go into debt for a side hustle. It seems a bit counter, um, counterproductive, right. but that may, ne- may be necessary to actually take out a small loan to find a side hustle. Um, how much will it bring in? And this is really important. Is it actually worth your time? Um, You know, time is one of the most precious commodities we have, I believe. So um, if it's taking a lot of time away from your friends, your family, um, things you really enjoy doing, you have to weigh up whether it actually is worth those you know, extra few dollars at the end of the week. Um, what the setup process is, so whether you need to c- create an LLC, whether you need to hire anybody additionally, um, if you need a separate phone number and how you'll accept payment, these are all things that are necessary when running a business and it should be true of a, a side hustle as well. And then how you'll fit it in. I think Um, if there are any conflicts, I I believe to have a successful side hustle, you should be pretty um, regimented with when you're going to be working just as you are in your, your regular full-time job. Um, and just be planning for any conflicts. Um, if you have a nine to five or you have a a full-time job, always check in to make sure they're okay with it. Uh, You can be as sneaky as possible and do it on the side. Um, But often, you know, if you get caught, it could mean losing your, you know, salary position, which is probably what's bringing in the most amount of money for you. So, Always check your job contracts. If there's any clauses, just run it past them to make sure they're okay and comfortable um, with you running a side hustle. And then tax implications. So um, a study that finder.com recently conducted found that an estimated $215 billion is being earned um, in tax-free cash. Um, So that's quite a lot of money that people aren't declaring to Uncle Sam. So, you know, you don't want to be audited um, down the track and and have it actually cost a lot more um, than than it was actually worth in the first place by not declaring.
0: Sure. You know, I think that's probably where a lot of people fail or or don't have good experience with the side hustles. They don't treat it like a business. Mm. You know, that they... They just going like, oh, I'm just going to make a couple extra bucks, and then they don't think about taxes. They don't think about the the costs that are associated with starting and then running that side hustle. And then they're like, well, I'm not making any extra money. Well, you know, you need to think about it specifically as a business, and like you said, be regimented. I think that's 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 great advice. Um, yeah. It, uh, so now we have them moving into actually finding a side hustle like you've decided you know i have some time my work allows me to have work you know uh to have a side hustle or a second job what are some of the easiest and best low barrier to entry i'm doing air quotes right side Mm -hmm. hustles that people can start with that are they're relatively easy that you can you can make some money pretty easily you don't have to have a lot of skills or they're pretty easy to start up
1: Sure. I always tell everybody to look at what they're doing in their spare time anyway. Um, Often the things that we pursue um, in our free time are things that we could probably monetize, and that's going to be the easiest because – it's what you enjoy the most. You're already doing it. You're set up. Um, so, you know, you might be cycling, um, and you could turn that into a delivery position. Um, you might be great at cooking and you can start selling, um, you know, baked goods, uh, writing, art. there's a lot of things you could do that you could then take an extra step into monetizing and turning into a side hustle. Um, beyond that online side hustles, there is just a wealth, of options and information and resources on the internet that will help you get set up and earning extra extra cash today. So, you know, there's a lot of different things. They're low-cost, setting up a store on eBay or Etsy is quite low-cost. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things that, you know, you don't have to go out and, and buy anything additional or get an office space or set up a proper business. It's online, a couple of clicks, and you're there. Mm-hmm.
0: And typically, places like w- when you're selling stuff, Etsy or eBay, is they take a commission right from the the the, the price that you charge. You don't have to pay a um, a monthly service fee or something like that. Is that true, or are there other websites that that do both? What are some things um, to consider when you talk about that?
1: That that's correct. So typically, you won't be paying them any money until you're earning money yourself. So it's a um, it's a commission based. Um, commission-based model so if you had a few months where you needed to take some time off for your side hustle and you're selling things online you're not going to be charged you're only going to be charged when you set up start up again and and um start earning additional money that we're taking little um slice of that so again very very low outlay
0: perfect yeah that's great because there's somebody always has you always have a hobby right or something you can always transform that into into something um and I know a lot of people that they just start, like we have some friends that um, have a passion project that is a, a spice that they make and
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: trying to really grow that. It's like a, a, a seasoning and they're trying to grow that into an, a real business, but it's kind of their side hustle right now, but it's doing doing great. And so the next steps, I guess, would be selling online and then maybe what farmer's markets if you sell a product like that or out in the public and then, and then what are some, how could you... Transition into more of a full time. Do you have any idea of how people could transition to 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 more time?
1: Yeah, I mean, it takes again. It's all back down to you know viewing your side hustle as a business. And you know, you mentioned your friends with the spices. A lot of people have things like that that they're already doing, and their friends, you know, might ask them to always bring those things to to dinner parties or. and so they've already got a customer base kind of ready to go and, and word of mouth, but if you really want to turn it into a real business, you have to ramp it up. You have to start advertising, getting the word out, um, being in as many places as possible. You have to have a business plan essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, these things rarely take off on their own from a couple of neighbours passing the word on. So it is viewing your sign hustle as a business and putting in the time and commitment required to take it to that next level.
0: Exactly. Yep. So true.
1: Are there any
0: side hustles or, uh, uh, that you would recommend people not pursue?
1: Sure. Um, I think that anything that you're not enjoying, um, you know, is, is something that you just, you're not going to give your proper time and commitment to. So that's, you know, Stick to things that you know, stick to things that you enjoy because um, it is your spare time that you're dedicating. Anything that detracts from your full-time job, I've said it before, but I think that um, if you're looking at this as purely a side hustle, really check um, that everything is okay with your salary position, whether it's okay that you're actually doing a side hustle, um, that it's actually not eating into the time um, that you spend at your full time job, whether that's in nine to five or a, a less traditional model, um, keep that safe because that is really um, your your buffer. Um, anything illegal, I think that goes without saying, but you know that's um, a lot of people do do things um, that are illegal and. Some things um, can be made legal very, very easily. It might be, you know, setting up a proper business um, model or registering your car or what what have you. So just make sure that it's all above board because it can be um, way more money in fines and fines and legal costs down, down the road if, if um, you haven't gone the appropriate way of setting up your side hustle. and. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the main things. I think nothing really specific. It's just keeping those things in mind, um, and that will, that will give your side hustle longevity.
0: Exactly, yeah. You know, it takes um, – I think the whole thing we've the, – the points that we've been talking about this whole time is that when it's not run like a business, the satisfaction of the job, of the side hustle, is not going to be there. The longevity of it isn't going to be there. The um, – the success is probably, you know, you're, you're ripe for failure yeah. when you're not treating it like a business. So I think that's, that's great advice. So let's, I, I think whenever, if I were to say side hustle to 10 people, I think a, a lot of the people, majority would think about something like Uber and Lyft mm-hmm. and ride sharing and that kind of stuff. So let's, let's talk about, like make our way into talking about those type of side hustles. Like what are the yeah. pros and cons of each of those? And when should you consider doing something like Uber and Lyft?
1: Sure. Um, so you know, Uber and Lyft—they um, have been kind of a long, long-running side hustle that most people think of when they think of that term. Um, mm-hmm. They Uber has a bigger network, so it can direct more customers your way. However, uh, Lyft is more driver-friendly, so there are pros and cons of doing each of them. But essentially, the pros and cons of being a driver for Uber or Lyft are, are the same. Um, pros: you you have a big network, a company doing all the advertising and marketing for you. You don't have to really have that business, as much of that business-minded sense that we've we've talked about earlier, which is important for for running your side hustle. That kind of thing is being taken care of. Um, You can set your own hours. You're an independent contractor, so you can decide when you drive. You can really fit it into your your normal life. Um, However, it's worth noting that the hours that you can drive may not align with the peak hours in your area. So mm-hmm. you may um, only be able to do a certain time, but there's a lot less money to be earned in those times. Um, the earning can be less than expected after expenses are taken into account. So again, um, going back to consider how much it will cost you and how much you'll, you'll be bringing in similar to a profit and loss statement for a business. Is it actually worth your time? So, Uber takes around 25% of fares and Lyft takes between 20 and 25%. So, mm-hmm. that's, that's before any expenses are taken into account. So, you're already giving a quarter of the fares that you're earning um, to the company. Um, then you need to you know, look at upkeep, whether it's maintenance, um, cleaning, um, all those different things, employment taxes, insurance. You're taking all of that on yourself as an independent contractor. And then I think something really important to remember is that one bad customer experience can greatly impact your ability to earn. So the the rating system on Uber in particular, um, you know, one person can bring your rating down and and that can really impact a driver's ability to earn um, is what I've heard from from those who who do look at this revenue stream. So a lot of things to consider. I think that for those with a car, it seems like an easy, low-barrier um, side hustle option. And it certainly can be, um, but there's a lot to consider before, um, you know, really committing to, to that as a revenue stream.
0: Definitely. You know, we've been traveling a lot this past year and we, we, I think we like to do Lyft because we know it is more driver friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, we've done Uber too, but you know, when I, I consider myself a Lyft connoisseur, but not really, but you know, you have good and bad experiences in those and, and things like when, when, drivers treat it like a business and they have you know uh, they're very accommodating they try to be extra accommodating with maybe uh, oh what kind of you need a phone charger would you like a bottle of water you know you get a little the mini bottle of waters or they have snacks or they have signs up that that you know that say hello my name is blah 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 and you know, it's you can do some really simple tweaks when you're an Uber or Lyft driver to make it a customer experience. Cause that's really what it's about, right? Absolutely. It's getting you from point A to point B, but it's a customer experience thing. And I I would think that I always tip better when somebody has just a, a slightly better customer experience um, as a driver than when they just are like a taxi driver that just drops you off of one place or the other. And, and so there's some really small tweaks that you can make if you decide to do an Uber or Lyft. To do whatever you can for your passenger um, and make it a better experience, and I'm sure the tips—I don't know if there's any statistics—but the tips uh, and the money you make are probably way better than if you're just uh, considering yourself a point A point B type
1: of person. Absolutely, I don't have any statistics around the tips, but um, I know Lyft had it built in, and, and that goes back to that being driver friendly, and they have been since the beginning. Uber have um, recently added this to their their system where you can tip in app. Um, or tip cash as well, but yeah, there, there's a big difference between the drivers who have a car and slap on an Uber sticker to the ones who, you know, really consider it a business and and make the whole journey quite enjoyable for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's not hard. Like I, I feel like everybody should recognize that whether you're part time or not, like that's it's something that you should really consider. And and I'm sure the ones that don't consider that uh, experience part of the journey, like you said, that they. Don't do well, and they probably get out Mm, fairly quickly because they haven't set themselves up right. So, great. What do you think are some side hustles that nobody really thinks about, but are are fairly easy easily accessible?
1: So, I think the term side hustle and the nature of the word hustle people people think about it as quite a grind and hard work. There's actually a lot of Mm -hmm. passive side hustles that people tend to overlook um and those are my favorites because they're passive and you don't have to put too much time into them so these could be things such as renting out a spare bedroom so whether you, you know you have to do the whole airbnb setup where you leave your your whole house you can rent out a spare bedroom that might just be sitting there it could be a study um it could be a, a roommate that's gone on, on on vacation um this can bring in you know a nice bit of nice bit of uh, spare, spare cash, um, and also other items around your house. So there are a number of resources now where you can rent out tools, your car, your bike, um, anything that you have sitting around that you don't use um, a great deal, or you don't you're happy to part with um, for a certain amount of time. You could be earning money on so those are some of my favorites. Um, There are small time investment things and and these are side hustles that will just earn you a little bit of extra cash and probably won't won't turn into a a big business or very unlikely to. So, things such as answering online surveys, um, you know, they can be a few minutes and and you're building up over time to, you know, some, some cash rewards. And then I like to tell people to think of what things like I've done as a kid um, to earn some extra money. So things such as babysitting or tutoring or odd jobs, there are now resources set up for for those things that we did as teenagers perhaps. that um, now that the knowledge we have, hopefully as as adults and people who've been in the um, in the business world, we can probably do to scale. So you know there are sites for for babysitters, there's tasks for different odd jobs. So that's something that doesn't really you know, require much training or setting up, but it's it's quite easy to do.
0: Sure. You know, we have a a client that was, uh, she was doing health coaching, you know, as a health coach, but also her side job was dog walking. Uh, And she took it from, I mean, I don't remember specifically the numbers, but she took it from maybe a couple hundred dollars a month to a, a couple, I think even $6,000 a month dog walking. So there are just so many things, and she's killing it right wow. now just with dog walking, and then I think she's using that to supplement her health coaching business. So there is a lot of great, like you said, who didn't walk dogs you know, when you were little or babysit? So those are some some great things to to think about. We always okay. recommend for our clients, if you need... If you don't want to side hustle a true like grind it out extra five ten hours a week, you can always just sell stuff right you everybody has stuff lying around the house and if you just need a little extra money, it's not really a side hustle, but extra money wise you can sell stuff on Craig'slist or have a garage sale or Facebook marketplace has a you know we we sell a lot of stuff on Facebook marketplace, so that's a great place for some extra money Absolutely, there too. this
1: is the right time of you to think about that with the holiday season approaching and likely to get gifts that you you know. Probably wouldn't have bought yourself that will be sitting around. So um yeah, definitely selling on some unwanted items is a great way of earning extra money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When somebody is in a side hustle and, and they're they're working pretty hard at it, what are some signs that maybe they should they should either get out of the side hustle or maybe reevaluate where they're at?
1: Sure. I mean, I think very obviously if it's not earning you any money, that's the point of giving your your time up to to um to, to earn some extra cash. So if it's not doing that, it's time to reassess how you're running that side hustle and if it's actually worth your time. If it's a passion project and you're getting a lot of other things such as joy and um you know fulfillment out of it, then that's a different story. But if it's not earning you money, then you need to, to look if it's the right side hustle for you or if you need to reassess how it's run. Um and yeah it's just it's really weighing up that whether it's worth your time. I think it's really important to check in regularly. Um, when you're giving such extra time up, um, for, for any project to, to work out whether it's worth it.
0: Definitely. And if you're running it, you know, like a business or even, even halfway as a business, you'll start to look at some, your profit and loss and, and your revenue and compared to your, your costs and, and see like, man, is this really worth my time? And, um, also if it's just not fun, like that's, that's something to to consider mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. So we have, I th- I'm sure now after the the 20 minutes we've been talking, people are like, man, you know what? Maybe I'm really going to think about getting a side hustle. Maybe they aren't super crafty, or they're not, uh, or maybe they are. But where are some the, maybe a couple different resources for people to find a side hustle? Are there websites out there that help people find side hustles? Absolutely.
1: If they know what they want to do or they have an idea of what they're good at, so you know, looking at their skill base, start with Google. Just go to Google and say, "How do I make money from?" this. And it will direct you to websites that are, are set up specifically for that. I mentioned babysitting and nannying or odd jobs. Um, if you want to freelance, there's Upwork or Fiverr. Um, I, you know, if you want to sell items online, check out Etsy or eBay. There are also a number of blogs that are dedicated just to side hustles and Perfect. they're a real wealth of information for where you can, where you can get started and some ideas for getting started as well.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I think Google is everybody's best friend, right? And I'm sure you Mm -hmm. Google side hustle, you'll find something that will inspire you.
1: That's it. Great.
0: Well, really quickly, I want to talk about finder.com because, you know, my, Kelsey and I were featured a couple months ago in an article about paying off debt and financial coaching and that kind of stuff. But as I, I always, I come back every once in a while and, and like you could spend all day whether you're looking as, as a consumer or as a financial coach, finding something personal finance wise. So tell us about Finder and like what, like I am looking at, um, you can find uh, the, find the right credit card for you based on, uh, interest rates and that kind of stuff. I'm actually looking for a VPN for my internet. And so you guys have a comparison tool for that. So tell us about like, what are, what are your favorite things that Finder offers for people?
1: So, finder.com is a personal finance comparison website. So, we compare everything from credit cards to personal loans, shopping deals, travel. We basically take the legwork and the guesswork out of looking at all these different options. You can spend hours, as you mentioned, like um, comparing different things and, and you know, looking at all the fine print and comparing them to make sure you're making the best choice, we've taken that legwork out and we we lay it out quite easily for for people to make the best decisions based on their own personal circumstances. So it could be choosing a credit card based on the best rewards. Um, It could be looking at shopping coupons for a new pair of jeans. It's just making decision-making easier and um, a lot clearer than some of the, you know, difficult personal finance terminology that we're swamped with when we're searching online. Right.
0: No, it's super cool. And then I was just looking at all the, all the calculators that you have on Mm -hmm. um, balance transfer calculators. Uh, Where was that one? How much uh, you can save by, uh, with, by not drinking alcohol or, you know, that's, that's awesome.
1: Um, Yeah. We've actually done one um, just speaking of side hustles on how much you can earn, driving with uber oh, no so we can a big analysis of different areas and um so if somebody is considering that they can they can plug plug into that calculator as well
0: perfect yeah so go check out finder.com it's really neat when you're i mean just to browse around and you'll find something that you're looking for there's i saw some holiday shopping guides and some shopping guides and uh finding some great deals so finder.com so um Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. I think we've got some great information for people that want to get some get some extra money, especially going into the holiday season. You know, right now, it's you know, the first, first week of November or so, going into the second week, actually, and it's about time to start uh, getting some money for the holidays. So get out there and get some side hustles and um, and, and let us know in the comments of what you think uh, a good side hustle would be for you or one, one that has worked for you in the past. But Jennifer, thank you much so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you so much.
0: If you would like more information about our financial coaching programs or how we can help you take the stress out of money, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Please join our private Facebook group by searching Facebook for overcoming financial stress with the saver and the spender. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, Check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. And we'll see you on the next episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.